0: Welcome to episode two of the podcast, hosted by Zentor and RacerDude. Today's episode is sponsored by NSC. NSC Nebula Shipping Express is a high tech crafting company based in Cambridge. They provide cloaking, jump drive, and hyperspace technologies, among other things. NSC relies on freelancers and traders, uh, corporate, any kind just to supply the factory. So whether you're a trader looking for a place to earn some credits, if you're somebody looking to procure some high-tech devices or wanting to expand on your RP swing by Nebula technologies in Cambridge, and they'll be able to help you out. Uh, I can personally attest to NSE. Um, I constantly run stuff to them. I make a lot of money doing it. Um, anytime I've ever started factions, whether it's Connex, RS, um, a bunch of other things, I always go to, to NSE for any sort of RP, they're a good start. Um, Really good launching ground for, for anything you're looking to, to get started. Uh, speaking of NSE, we have a special guest host for today. Xantore, you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, welcome, welcome, everybody. So we have the founder and creator of Nebula Shipping Express, Xenon, who's been a longtime player on the server. He's an artist on the server. Uh, he runs NSE in itself and is very involved in the econ slash trade side of the game. So today we're going to introduce you to him and we're going to have him tell a bit about his backstory, where he came from, what his plans are, et So welcome, Xenon.
2: Hello. So
1: Xenon, tell us quickly uh, about your history of gaming and what brought you to Freelancer and eventually Discovery.
3: Well, it's a, it's a kind of funny story. The guy who brought me to Freelancer left the next day a friend of mine <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> in in real life yes and I and you know, know that. <laughs> I was uh, visiting him and I saw the game and was like wow this is amazing what is this and and, and he say uh, all right i'm going to hook you up in freelancer i installed the game got it installed it and joined multiplayer without doing the campaign i knew nothing about freelancer nothing about the solo campaign what is the story anything i didn't know anything i just went directly to the void server uh which was before discovery
2: mm-hmm.
3: and this? Um, that was very long time ago 2005 maybe 2004 2005 when freelancer started
1: wow looks like you kind of got started in the game about the same time as racer and I.
0: Yes, yeah, that's that's about so like I played single player before then, but yeah, multiplayer that was right around that same time. So yeah, that's interesting. We all kind of started all at the same time.
3: hmm And and later I played the solo campaign, which was awesome. And I yes. noticed that I missed a lot of, of the game. I started in multiplayer knowing nothing and going into the void server, it was my, my start there. And I always like to make clans, so the first day, I joined my friend clan who brought me to the game. He was making a clan. Its name was Die, D-I-E, Dangerous (laughs) Immortals Empire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I can guess what you guys did.
3: (laughs) Uh, It it was fun. It was a lot of PvP. It was a PvP server. The Void server was a, a hardcore PvP server. Where yep. the largest transport you can uh, have is an armored transport, and the largest fighting ship you can have is a VHF. Mm.
1: Gotcha. Did you have uh, other imported ship models from other games, or you know other uh, universes? Like the server that I started on was, we had a uh, we had Star Wars, Star Trek, and some other ships in there. It was what was the situation with yours?
3: Well, there was, but later, and um, they didn't have capital ships. But also later, they tried, but then the server died. Mm. That was that was uh, about uh, six, seven years after that. The void became uh, um, very low population.
0: I guess you could say it became a void.
2: It <laughs> became a void.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that so that um that really parodies um, other communities. So mine and one Zentor was in, cause that's when like Eve and I think even world of Warcraft was coming out and becoming popular around that time. So I think that was bringing about a lot of death um, within communities, but also one thing I forgot is Microsoft pulled the plug on the, on where you can join the, the global the, server
1: listings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, to fix that, like I know discovery does it, you have to, install a patch and kind of directly um, linked servers so yeah that was that was kind of everything was dying um i wanted to ask you then so in in void um did you guys have the same loadout as zentor and i had the pretty much load out it with Tizona Del and have like a cannonball and maybe a mine or uh, countermeasure
3: yeah somehow something similar to that i had my favorite chip was a was a, a heavy fighter its name was Viper. Uh, the Void had its own models. Uh, lots of, of oh, okay. nice, very, very nice models. The Viper is like the one in um, in a famous um, uh, um, show. I forgot the, the name. The Star- Al- Galactica.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's about <to> <laughs> We and had the Viper had the, too, as well.
3: Yes, they had the Viper. They had the a WA one. Uh, My uh, favorite uh, loadout was uh, a sniper. So I was mounting lasers with 1.0 fire rate. Uh, Like two full shots would take your entire energy. You have to reload. So it's like a sniper. You have to aim very good. And um, (laughs) it was a lot of fun. I, I on the void joined and created a lot of clans. For about six years on that server, I made a nomad clan and named it Dom Kavash Hive. <laughs> <laughs> I know in, in Discovery, they, it has been uh, pronounced Dom Kavosh or Dam Kavosh, but actually uh, in the game lore, in the intro, it is pronounced Dom
0: Kavash. Like a like a use like like dumb kibosh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I thought you were joking at first, like making a a, a mockery clan for, for for nomads. Like yeah, they're they're dumb. But no, that's in- I never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: So my server didn't have nomads as playable, but every once in a while, like every year, year and a half or so, the server admin would choose. Like a squad of like up to ten players, to be given nomad ships, and they would choose some of the best fighters to uh, take these roles, and then we would all speak in this gibberish that we translated. But um, what uh, what led you Xenon to eventually find Discover you, and how did you do that?
3: Actually, um, after the Void died, uh, I had a, a very large group of friends from members of my clans and i created a website for my my last clan its name was elite serious fighters and there was one friend of mine who plays on discovery and then we went together and played on another server its name was discovery free play and it Mm -hmm. uses the discovery mod okay so it was a completely different thing for me to see the Discovery mode is very different from the Void. Now there are other ships, many other ships that you can fly, a lot of systems. Discovery mode is uh, is very good compared to the Void, Void mode. So that friend of mine said, why are we flying here? Why don't we go fly on the Discovery main server? I have a character there, and I am a member of the Junker Congress.
0: Mm, Junker Congress.
3: So he told me that anyone who joins the Junker Congress must have a sponsor from inside the Junker Congress. And he said he can be my sponsor. So a couple of days later, I downloaded the mod and started checking it. It was awesome. And there was a lot of players online, more than a hundred every day. Mm -hmm. And then he made me do my first forum account and my first application to the Junker Congress. And I got accepted. And since that time, my gameplay changed completely upside down. There is now a massive clan that I'm a part of. The Junker Congress was uh, very big and every day I join in the EU, EU um, you know, afternoon time, I find uh, at least 15 online members from Junker Congress in the game. Wow. So it was you join and you just let yourself with the flow, you know, hey, guys, what's going on? We're mining. Let's go. We go make premium scrap and then we go sell it uh, to the outcasts, you know, micro <laughs> And then the outcasts, you know, welcome us, and they love us because we take back Cardamine, And the Cardamine, of course, should go to, to, to Planet Manhattan, which is very dangerous, and the police will be looking in, you know, in role play. And uh, it was a lot of fun because the Junker Congress, uh, during a very, very old time, there was uh, an availability to buy a system and they paid two billion credits and bought the Puerto Rico system. Oh.
0: Interesting.
3: Uh, yep. And and later this this was disabled, no longer continued. But the they owned the system. Uh, so we built a core four base with eight defense arrays on each and every exit and entrance to that system.
1: <laughs> Holy cow.
3: Nobody <laughs> enters and nobody leaves. <laughs> <laughs> So that later caused a huge trouble, you know, because uh, uh, Liberty Navy, for example, jumping from Texas to Puerto Rico and immediately, you know, uh, instantly, sorry, dies by the defense arrays.
1: <laughs> I like so it.
3: It caused a lot of trouble, yes. <laughs> it was a, lo- a nice uh, role play. We built uh, uh, La Fortaleza and La Mona Castra. Those were very famous bases. And uh, San Juan, uh, some of them got destroyed lately. And uh, unfortunately, Junker Congress became uh, very uh, inactive. But this is how I came to discovery. And uh, I stayed with the Junker Congress for a very long time. Uh, and I managed to uh, lead some uh, departments in there. Then. I started building my first base, and uh, yeah. I named it Zen- I named it Zenon Grunchop.
1: <laughs> nice. Where was that so, at? Yeah,
3: it was uh, 200k away <laughs> from the only jump
0: hole into Kansas. <laughs> Holy crap!
2: <laughs> it was in Kansas.
0: So is that? Is that base still alive to this day, or are you not allowed to tell?
3: <laughs> no, it is It is gone long time ago. That was my first base. Uh, I was learning how to make bases and uh, experiencing that great feeling of having something that you build in-game, and then the next day you come online and find it still there. So you continue building it, and it grows more and more, and it becomes a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this feeling before, you and I, Xenon, and I yes. think we touched on it a little bit in our first episode, Racer, about making your imprint on the 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 game world. And uh, yeah, that's that's why we're pob people.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's what everyone wants just to leave their mark and have you know, as as you said last episode, as a legacy. Um, so yeah, you wanted to to leave your legacy. Um, so this obviously was before NSE. So I'm curious, what what year was this when you were first uh, dabbling with the Pobs? You uh, how you mean like uh, NSE and 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 what is related to the building Pobs? Yeah, when, when you when you built this Pob uh, 200k away um, from the Kansas jump hole, what what year was that? Um.
3: I don't really remember, but it was after 2008. Okay, so a good while ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and I made that base Junker, um, uh, you know, IFF yeah. affiliation. Yes. And then there was uh, there was uh, the feature of uh, of changing the affiliation was available, and it was much much easier than today. And costs nothing. So later I
2: changed it to Freelancer.
1: Gotcha. Did you uh, leave Discovery for a while and come back? Or uh, what was that timeline?
3: Several times. Yeah? I, uh, I, I, after that, I started building lots of bases. This base got destroyed by a group of players who found it and uh, sieged it and, and killed it. I don't even remember uh, the reason or the role-play around it. <laughs> this is a long time ago. But gotcha. then, uh, but then I, I started building other bases in different areas uh, and helping others also building bases. And then started the idea of the nebula uh, base. First nebula base that I built was in the Crow Nebula of Caillou Really? Consistent? Oh, that's
1: right. You did mention that to me the other day.
3: Yes. And uh, inside the Crow Nebula, as you know, it's there is a, a, a low sensitivity for the sensors. Mm-hmm. So they cannot see unless they are very close to the object inside. So the base was not showing on scanners unless you are 5K close to it.
0: Nice. Uh,
2: that's <laughs> i think
0: very carefully yes and it's right there in house space too so it's near all the not only the the basic materials but uh back then i i guess they were doing uh crafting uh, or, or you know making devices was that what you were using that base for yes it started as a, a cloaking factory base it was making cloaks
2: mm.
3: but i was uh, very new to a lots of things and uh, I didn't make um, a license for that base. That base was was kind of illegal
2: in, in the
0: <laughs> So then I'm doing something illegal? What? <laughs> yeah, in
3: role play, Uh-oh. illegally built there. But then it was uh, discovered by someone who posted on the forums how he discovered it. He started going flying his ship inside the Crow Nebula, every grid on pulse speed. And,
2: <laughs> and
3: every grid, back and forth, back and forth. It took him four hours to find the base.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my god! So he was doing this just to specifically find your base? Yes. Wow. Uh, he was a, a player
3: that plays on the uh, Junker Marauders uh faction and uh, there was uh, great troubles between the junker marauders and the junker congress leadership so uh that makes sense i was not in the leadership but somehow i was involved in many things in the junker congress and then kind of my bases were targeted by some people so he didn't only do that he just made a map of it and draw lines on how he flew on the map, and posted it on the
0: forums uh, to to say this is what I did to find the base. <laughs> I, I imagine you just you you screenshot the system, and then you just open it up in MS Paint and just, just draw lines across it. <laughs> exactly, that's that's what he did, and,
3: and made the image on the forums to say uh, I found the base, and then they brought in. Uh, this, was, this is a very funny story, what you're going to hear now, guys. And it was uh, maybe uh, the seed of putting some new rules on the server, added to the rules. Uh, they um, brought in the Kusari naval forces to siege the base. And they started sieging it. So I made a contract. I was a very angry little kid playing the game. Uh, I, I I see my base is going to get destroyed. I get so emotional and uh, I was young. So i called friends from the outcasts groups. There was a large outcast group on the server of independent players. And I called them, paid them 300 million credits and asked them
2: to defend the base. -hmm. They came in. It it made a crazy blast. Zentor.
3: They came in with a lot of capital ships, and a great battle happened inside the nebula, where everybody can hardly see the opponents if they go more than five k away; they disappear. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, 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 um. It was uh, crazy and the and the big fight happened. And then something that was very unexpected happened. The the Kosari naval forces group of players, they called in the Gallic Navy, the Gallic Navy to come into Kosari space. What? And that was unbelievable. That would never happen. Never happen. That's,
1: that's ridiculous.
3: So, uh, in the middle of the, of that happening, and uh, after I made a post about it on the forums, uh, saying that what's going on? this is this is this is now going crazy. Why Galax come in? Uh, and then just uh, some console messages showed up in game, and the Gallic players went back to Gallia and they've been given a warning not to come to Kusari space because this is
2: <laughs> done illegally.
3: And then the Kusari naval forces managed to co- continue sieging the base for a couple of more days until it got
2: destroyed. it.
0: Gotcha. Um,
2: that was the first base that I built for Nebula. After that, I went very angry and left the server for a while.
3: I took a very long break. That very long break was not more than three months.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you left, um, cause a lot of players, you know, when they get angry, they leave, uh, the leaving post or they'll post or something. Did you do any of that? Or, or did you just leave cold Turkey?
3: I made a, a big post of farewell, very big drama post. Mm. I was very young. And emotional about it, so <laughs> I was like, "You destroyed my fun, guys! I'm leaving. Goodbye." <laughs> and then, and then I left for like three, four months maximum, man. And and then I came back.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
0: And then did so? Did you sneak back in through the door, or did you, uh, you post like, "I'm back"? I did come in
3: sneaking. Yes. In <laughs> <the end. laughs> with a new character. In roleplay, named Mark Hamann. Yeah. In Rhineland.
0: So, so I searched your uh, your forum account because I wanted to see like your original uh, threads with Junker Congress and stuff. It only goes back to 2022, but I do see the the history of changes of your name. And I I saw that name, so I'm glad you're you're bringing that up because I'm kind of curious about um, about that name. Which name? The Mark uh, Harmon or Hammond?
3: Mark Hammond,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, I came back with
3: Mark Hammond and did what I love on the server. I created a large core four base in Stuttgart. <laughs> this time with no. license and legally and uh, big RP threads about it.
2: And gotcha. uh, What was that one called? Qualityer Metropolis. Nice the uh the, do you really want to hear more about this yeah, What happened? Whatever,
0: <laughs> yeah whatever whatever you want to talk about man this is a this is your story your time to shine so um yeah because so just for the record and this you know because we kind of talked a little bit just about our passing stuff all all this i've i know very limited information about so um yeah i know for me personally i'm I'm definitely interested about here and cause we've known each other for, for so long, but, you know, we tend to, you know, talk about business or talk about current goings on. So this is a uh, really interesting going kind of back into ancient history, if you will, you know, what, what made Zenon, what, you know, your experiences and uh, put a little bit of light on, on your philosophy and who who you are uh, and why you are uh, the way you are now. So um, yeah, this is however, however deep you want to, um, get into this I, i'm definitely intrigued and interested all right all right
3: well i made the mark hamman character and it was my first proper rp uh, rp story from from my point of view I, I i was very new to role play on the void server there was no role play you undock you fight mm-hmm. you fight you die you respawn you fight again
1: that sounds like our experiences actually yeah it's, it was crazy
3: <laughs>
0: fighting all the time
3: <laughs> yes respawning and dying respawning and dying and, and in large numbers and it was crazy it was a lot of fun then uh, back to the story of, uh, of Mark Hamann uh, I, I built Solitaire Metropolis in Stuttgart in a time that the government of Rhineland was very weak they didn't have enough uh, firepower to uh, defend the assets inside like this base. So I was engaged and contacted by the Red Hastin army, which was a very large force at that time. An incredible amount of battleships, Uh, unbelievable. And they were allied to the Serious Coalition Revolutionary Army, the Scrap, they are also in large numbers. Together, those guys can manage to put 30 battleships in the game at the same time.
0: Which so, that's, that's like the server population for today. Is, that's amazing <laughs> to think about that many. Like I'm thinking about that many from the, the event a couple weekends ago, um, the one that Lemon... Put on, you know, with all the the nomads spawning and stuff. But imagining that number on one side, yeah, that's crazy.
3: That was the events long time ago. Uh, Discovery, uh, long time ago, had the golden times.
2: Mm-hmm. There was
3: times that you you know try to join the server and the server says it's full. You have yeah. to
0: wait. Yeah, and I do you, vaguely. I had a little stint back in twenty thirteen time had a little stint back then and i, I do remember having that situation a couple of times you have to keep hitting the refresh button <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah and you
3: and you jump on teamspeak and start you know uh crying you know somebody get out they want to join
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one i haven't used that one in a long time teamspeak wow <laughs> that's that's going back yeah that's a long
3: time ago there was first Ventrilo. And then Teamspeak. Oh
1: speak. yes, and I use
3: yeah.
0: Now we have the Discord, you know. So I remember, yeah, when I first started, it was all about Teamspeak, and then yeah, I I never quite got into Ventrilo, and then after that is when I left, and that's when um, it became Skype. I think a lot of people were using Skype, and then Discord came out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we use Ventrilo a lot on our freelancer server. I use Teamspeak a lot on other game servers that I ran, like some Minecraft game servers that I ran um, before Discord came around. Discord came around.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, I think Teamspeak is the most uh, professional, uh, most uh, flexible, also.
2: But then Discord becomes something amazing for gamers now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I got uh,
3: contacted by the an army uh, to pay money, monthly, or I get my base destroyed. Uh-oh. And it was uh, the beginning of uh, a big clash. I started hiring a lot of mercenaries. There was a lot of mercenaries on the server. A lot of bounty hunters. People with gunboats willing to do anything you want for money. They, nice. some of them would stay next to the base, covering the incoming traffic for hours. <laughs> that's their fun. And there was a lot of people on the server, so that was crazy. And uh, that's communication between me and the Red Hessen kept going for a very long time. I managed to do diplomacy with them And then, uh started paying them regularly uh an amount of money per month so they uh, leave the base alone but then one day they started ignoring that i'm paying Um, i don't know why they did that but they started ignoring that fact and they made a big siege on the base uh-oh. I remember uh, uh, I, I logged into the game with my little uh, heavy tanker, you know, coming from outside the base. <laughs> <laughs> I found 17
0: battleships firing in the base.
1: <laughs> oh, my
3: gosh.
0: <laughs> so so was, was there no siege declarations back in the day? Or could you just stop and just start shooting at a station then?
3: It, there was declaration and it was very fast. I, if I remember that was like uh, four hours or something like
2: that or 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 maybe I remember wrong, it, it was very fast happening They managed to uh, siege the base and uh,
3: unfortunately, use some illegal tricks uh, and exploits. Um,
1: How did they do that?
3: Well, uh, it's it's a uh, it's uh, it's uh, something that's already finished and the people who did it uh most of them uh, got punished severely very hard and some of them changed because you know people change by time mm-hmm. so uh i will just uh, i will just say a, a fast glance about it uh, so i i don't revive that uh incident you know in the memory yeah, of, yeah. of people who know it Right. They they used some exploits with the uh, uh, defense arrays. Mm. There was a, there was a problem with the defense arrays. Now the defense arrays of P.O.B.s are uh, you cannot kill them. They are invincible. And and this is a, f- a wrong fix, from my point of view, a wrong fix for a wrong problem for an error. So so they fixed the error with a wrong act, I think, mm. by making it invincible. The problem was, is that before, you could shoot the defense arrays and it explodes. And after a few seconds, it respawned back in space. And you can shoot it again and it explodes again and so on. There was an error. There was some kind of a bug. that If you shoot them for a certain number of times, they
0: stop firing back at you.
1: Oh, I've heard of this one, yeah.
0: So that so that it, wasn't meant to be on purpose at all. That was it was a glitch.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, oh, gotcha. it, it is a glitch. It is an error. But There's then, an
2: exploitable
3: uh, one. <laughs> yeah. But then the admins caught one of the players, unfortunately from the team, very high rank, and he was saying like,
2: "Okay, stop shooting at that one. It stopped firing." So they were using the exploit. After that.
3: About eighteen days of uh, the admins looking into the situation, they uh, banned the uh, Red Hassan army, and uh, they lost official them. And uh, two of them got permanently banned. Wow, Wow. And they restored back the base. That's pretty yeah. cool
0: that they did that. Uh, yes, That's hard to imagine. An entire faction just gets banned um yes that's because i knew so i knew about the story of the the red haitians kind of because wasn't it um i don't know if it was at this point but wasn't it not only your base but other bases they were basically just wiping everything out they were uh, going after all the povs on the server almost all
3: the
2: povs yeah and And, uh, it was in a very bad way Yeah. yeah very low amount of rp and a great amount of cg so it
3: was uh, for the sole purpose of griefing the players who use the pubs or build the pubs it was getting out of hand out of role play mm-hmm. and uh, so, the one who fixed all that by the way was saint dennis great admin
1: ah St. dennis Sentence
2: who figured it all, and I was a uh, little uh,
3: young and angry, and I was fighting and shouting with him, and he was very patient and calm, and actually uh, later I felt embarrassed and apologized to him, but it I was still very angry even after they respond, they restored the base, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I sold it, and uh, I, uh, the, it's, the, there was a, a small attempt to prevent me from selling it, but then they let go. They said, okay, it's your base, do whatever you want, sell it. So I sold it to a player and left the server. <laughs>
2: <Uh-oh>.
3: <laughs> I'm catching a theme here.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and that was my second time leaving the server. <laughs> And then uh, I left the server this time for a longer time, for two years. Mm. And uh, I went to buy another game, which I liked a lot, World of Warships.
0: Yeah, I, oh, okay. you, play that, you still play that one quite a bit, don't you?
3: Yeah, as I told you, I love to make plans, my friend. So first day I came to that game online, I found 50,000 players online. I was like, what the hell is this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So many opportunities.
3: (laughs) It was a lot of players. Uh, I found out that they have five servers, and the uh, highest populated server is the closest one to me, which is the EU server, so I joined there. After I joined, I made the Elite Naval Forces, a clan which still stands till today, and I still play with it. It's uh,
0: more than five years old now. Elite Naval Forces? Yes. See now that would be an interesting idea. Have NSE's like private military firm be the elite naval forces. That'd be <laughs> <pretty> cool.
2: <laughs>
0: Bring right. it over from World of Warships. <laughs> well, like that's what kind of like what I did with with X. Um like it's it still exists, but in other games I just took it away from Freelancer. Um but uh, yeah, that that'd be a. I'll I'd, I'd join that elite naval forces. That's pretty badass. <laughs> it's a, a relaxed clan. On the
3: on the on that game, people are very uh, competitive, hysterically competitive. So yeah. <laughs> some people get tired of this. Uh, so they, they try to find a relaxed clan where, where they can do the activities of, of clans, uh, like clan wars and, and big tournaments, but at the same time be relaxed about it. They, they can lose a battle and not get uh, you know, shouted by the uh, leaders or the, the, the captains of the, uh, of the uh,
0: fleet all the time on the voice chat, some people go crazy. <laughs> yeah, some people I just I don't get it. Yeah, they really lose track the the fact that it's a game and um, you know, they mm-hmm. have to win at at all costs. And I mean we see that all the time in, in Discovery, but it's really everywhere. And it's uh Yeah, it it's kind of a big problem with gaming, big big turn off for uh, for people like us that wanna just have fun. Um so so, I'm going back to to when you left uh same question as before when you left did you uh make a big production out of it, or did you just uh, sneak out the door this time? this time, I left very quietly and
3: uh, without the intention to leave i I left like um, uh, you know i uh, my passion towards the game become very low
2: mm-hmm. and
3: um and from the other side, uh, the clan on, on, on the uh, world of worships becomes bigger.
2: So I started going to the, uh, to the uh, um, world of worships more. You know,
3: uh, I am from Egypt. So what you hear now is the, uh, is the prayers, calls.
0: I was about to ask that I uh, thought it was uh, like an air raid alarm. I'm thinking, Zeno you, you doing okay over there? <laughs> yes, it's, it's an alarm. Okay, <laughs> good, good. was <laughs> a little nervous there at first. I'm, I'm glad you said something. I
1: actually, I actually guessed that correctly. I thought that that's what that was. <laughs>
3: yes i live in egypt in cairo and uh close to my house there is a very big mosque and there is a very big church so i hear the bells and i hear the calls of the prayers as if they are inside my home <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so is so is that what they do then they um they put it on like a, a loudspeaker, or is that somebody's natural voice yeah that's uh
3: that's um uh, uh someone inside the mosque and he's uh doing the calls for the prayers by saying some words uh into a big speaker and oh, it's okay. like uh, and it's like one mosque uh in every maybe one kilometers one kilometer square
0: i was about wow. to say dang the lungs on that guy but <laughs> you know, i'm glad to hear it's a loudspeaker <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that's that's interesting.
2: So, um, okay, so so what? go ahead.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, so, uh, was the next space that you built the one that's in Cambridge now?
2: Well, uh, after two years
3: leaving Discovery, I came back again. And uh, I cannot stop loving that game That's a big problem. I
0: keep coming back. A big problem yep. for everybody, my friend. Freelancer doesn't do it. It's starting to become a problem. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, um, after that, I came back and and uh, built a base in Manchester, Nebula Complex. Uh, gotcha. But, okay. but before I built that, I was uh, not very, uh, you know, confident that uh, if I built a base, it's probably going to get destroyed again. So I was approaching back, building a base very carefully and uh, secret. So I went to Omega-3. I always loved the location of the anomaly there. Remember the anomaly from the
2: single campaign?
0: I remember. Oh, you said Omega-3? Yes. Yeah, no. there, there is an anomaly there.
1: I don't remember that one.
0: I know there's an anomaly in New York. Um, yes, it's a similar to the one in New York. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I'll have to go back mm-hmm. and, and look. Yeah, was, it's very interesting. Did, did you very... have to fly through it for um, to get to the next part, or, or was it just there? No, it is there from the vanilla. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that one at all. So That's interesting. Okay, so you built it... Um, uh, in, in manchester well before manchester
3: i i went to that anomaly area it's inside an asteroid field large asteroid field and uh, also in there is a nebula in that asteroid field and then after you flying inside close to the very middle of it there is a gap there is no nebula there is no asteroids it's a gap area, and there is an anomaly in the middle of it. So I built two bases above each other's core tools, Nebula Complex and Nebula Overwatch, in that area. For a very long time, very secretly, that base was supplied, and I was building things in it, and nobody knew about it. The only one that were supplying it was me and my friend who brought me to Discovery. His nickname is Hoaxmore, the one I told you about from the Junker Congress. Right. Mm. And after a while, I noticed that the presence of the Red Hessian army decreased. And the players that were banned permanently, some of them came back, completely changed. Actually, started contributing to the server some good
0: development. Um, so, why why do you think that was? Do you think it's uh, just a matter of age, or do you think it's because they um, kind of got away from some of the other players that were going around and, and doing the griefing? I think I think people people grow up, my friends, by time. Uh,
3: the the guy who did all the problem with Solitaire Metropolis, he sent me a message. And approached me and apologized for his actions that's awesome which which i respected a lot and nice. uh, awesome. we didn't talk much after that but i have a good respect to him for doing that uh, the other one is still permanently banned i think
0: uh, it never came back gotcha. yeah yeah i can uh, i can kind of personally attest to that because when i was younger um I mean I like I even talked about it during my intro back in uh twenty thirteen. Um the reason why I, I quit playing back then was because I, I did something stupid and um and got I just got sanctioned but I just left. I didn't respond to it or anything. But um even before then I you know, vanilla servers and when I first started playing Freelancer and even in other online games too, I, I did some some pretty uh stupid or you can call it now toxic um uh things and and messing people's games up and messing up what they're trying to do, so like players that today i you know I have a hard time just cutting bridges of those players um just because you know later on they may obtain a new perspective or in your case they grow up um so yeah they're that that's always awesome when someone does that and then they come back and say, hey, I apologize or you know you know talk to you about it so that's pretty awesome that happened with you yes yes i i respected that a lot although uh
3: brace a dude uh, this group of players escalated things to another level uh, of being rude and and i'm sorry to say some of them started becoming racist mm. uh, Heard stories yeah there was times that I joined the uh, TeamSpeak main lobby channel. And once I join, there are like 10 players in there. Uh, this, this um, making very, very, uh, wrong acts. Like, uh, broadcasting the, uh, songs of, uh, terrorists organizations. Oh boy. And uh, at a a certain time, that was very, very annoying to me. But I started learning by time uh, that, uh, you know, the world is not uh, one type of people. There is some people that will act like this, and there are others that will not accept this and will be uh, more civilized.
1: Certainly.
0: Yeah. Now, did were, were they, they start playing that because you entered the, the voice channel, or was it already going on when you got there?
3: No, because I entered, they know that I am from Egypt. I am an Arab Muslim person. Yeah. So because of some wrong concepts, they believe that since I believe in what I believe, then I'm a terrorist. Yeah, or I support what terrorists do. They oh, have no idea. You know. Well, it's uh, it's uh, actions of some young people, and it happens. Gotcha. Yeah, Shame that happened to you.
1: That's unfortunate. You experienced that here on the server tube. But uh, so you were back. You had the the base in Omega Three at this point.
2: So, sorry, what's that?
1: I said, see, so you were back, and you had the the base in Omega Three. Was it?
3: Yes, two
2: bases.
1: Gotcha. And What uh, story there?
3: I built those two bases and started supplying them, as I told you, and uh, uh, built cloaks on them and started selling cloaks. Is <laughs> 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 my passion in the game to make uh, that uh, industrial uh, POV that can mm-hmm. produce things and and uh, uh, sell it to the uh, you know the players, right, uh, right. and And um, after that, I built, uh, I, I had, a, I had a friend who got his base destroyed in the storm of the hissan army. Uh, they killed so many bases. His, his was one of them, by the way, they killed a core five base. Whoa.
0: A was combat. it just as so difficult to do back then as it is now?
3: It was killed in a very, a very strange way. Guys, it was
2: killed in 15 minutes. What? Huh. How's that yes, possible? It was, it was unbelievable. And it grew a lot
3: of uh, question marks around it. But then the issue was investigated by the admins, and they found out that someone sabotaged the base. Oh, they oh. took all the materials and leave, and leave it until it becomes very low health. And back in time, uh, the, 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 the POBs were not very high health points like now. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Core one was uh, uh, 20,000, not uh,
2: 200,000. Or now 200 million, I think. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's 200 million now. So was it 20 million at that time?
2: No, it was
3: uh, much smaller, like 200,000, something like that. Gotcha. The the core four was 800,000. And the. they managed to kill it so fast also. And Anyway, well, that guy was uh, suffering to build a base. He couldn't build a base. And his passion is bases. So he said he wanted to buy the two bases. He knew about them and wanted to buy them. And he didn't have money for that. So I, so I, I told him I need 4 billion credits for those two bases. And then the next day, I was approached by Hopewell. You know him? A player on the server. Very nice guy. And he said, I pay you the 4 billion credits for the the friend. He's a friend of mine, too. Oh, wow. That's cool. And he will work the base, then later pay for me. So he bought the base and took it. And now I have no base on server. So this is going to go well for me. I'm uh, kind of addictive to have a base.
0: I was about to say, the good news is they weren't destroyed this time.
3: (laughs) No, they were not destroyed till this moment. They are still there. If you go to that area, it's a very tricky area. It's 10.1k away from the jump gate. And 10.1k away from the jump hole. Uh, People usually uh, jump from from the jump gate and jump hole and go forward. They never go left and right in that area. Right. So the base stays secreted, secret till maybe now. Very few knows about it. I know, I, I know now a lot of people will know about it in, uh, uh, from this podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually ran across that base before, now that I think about it. I know, which one that, I know one of them, at least. I ran across it one time and thought that, that was really interesting to see.
3: They are there now. They are two core two bases surrounded by eight defense arrays.
0: Yeah, so current current active player base probably won't be able to siege it. <laughs> it's a fortress. No. Yeah, <laughs> plus with whatever at, at this point, you know, with the uh, people that are really against the, the POB griefers, I'm pretty sure we can assemble a, a fighting force to go out and defend it too. Well, of course... But you know,
3: if you put in consideration the amount of time I put in building bases and then lose them several times for uh, almost the same group of people, that made me, when I came back, approach building bases very secretively like this. And Mm -hmm. I didn't just build a base, I built two of them above each other. So I can have more defense arrays Mm
2: -hmm. and I
3: give them the same information. So, so if if there is a character added as enemy on one, it's added as enemy on the second one also. So they act as one. And uh, and uh, you know when I started feeling more safe on the server, and and the the siege storm of bases becoming, uh, you know, disappearing, and going low, and there was also a lot of changes to the POPS. They increased their health points after that. Uh, big storm of 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 sieging bases and destroying them caused a lot of damage after that there was another wave that was uh led by another player from uh gallia
2: mm. and i like how the, you
1: saw it the, the siege storm it's like an like an era of of History here that's going on, like back during it the time was. of the siege storms. Yeah. <laughs> it it was. Me
0: of the, song <laughs> <to> the storm. <laughs> it, it was it
3: was a time that uh, that for, for you you come to the game every day and you found out that there's a new base being sieged. Gotcha. And and people when they see siege happening on the system. The next system, the base owners are talking to each other like they are coming to
2: us.
3: (laughs) So it was like that. I remember one day the Red Hasten Army sieged the base 7K away from the Freeport in Omega 3, inside the no fight zone. And it caused a lot of uh, drama, a
2: big mess. But anyway, uh, that time has passed, so
3: it took me like few months uh, to prepare and study how I'm gonna build my next base, and uh, that was Nebula Shipping Express.
1: Oh, okay, that's the current one.
3: one. Yeah. Um. There was a base under the BMF command, it was called uh, Lord Macrae's Shipyard. Who's Lord Macrae's? Lord McRae is uh, the founder of Britonia Mining and Fabrication. I'm currently oh. the second in command in that faction. And I played with these guys for a long time. That's cool. They, yeah, they, they were building a shipyard there. It was a very large project. But then after a lot of approaches and applications to the admins for some uh, perks and building that base, I think the uh, leader in an angry moment decided to cancel it. And then I logged into the game one day and found him bringing in a big battleship Uh, And destroying the base himself.
1: Oh my gosh.
3: And uh, it was crazy. And then uh, he kind of left the server for a while after that. So that area of Lord Macrae was empty. There was no base there. And it was... A great location from my point of view, a second largest system in Britannia, next to the capital and next to a lot of good sources of materials. And um, in the middle between two trade lanes, very close to a major planet, it was a great location. So I decided to build the base there and I started sending And I was very, very, very worried about it being sieged. Because uh, two weeks before I built the base, there was an SIS base, small one, Core 2, in Cambridge.
2: It got sieged, and it got destroyed. Mm. And after two weeks, I started building the Naval
3: Shipping Express. After making applications on the forums, for Liberty to build in Colorado, and for Rhineland to build in Frankfurt, and for Britonia to build in Cambridge.
1: All so you submitted go- all of those applications?
3: Yes, at the same time. I intended to do that. I was very worried that those bases, my base, will get uh, sieged. So I started to maybe... Um, spread the uh, the efforts if they're going to try to find where is my base
1: and <laughs> provide gain, distractions
3: make distraction maybe and 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 gain some time to make the base core two as fast as possible and put a shield on it gotcha so the three applications got accepted <laughs> <laughs> and uh I decided to build one to make distraction.
2: So I went to Frankfurt and built one. After a couple of days, it got sieged by three players from the Red Hessian Army. And I was getting all the materials and being ready
3: with a fleet of 20 cargo ships in Cambridge for building the base.
0: 20 different players was helping you out?
3: Some players helped, but but the no, 20 cargoes were mine.
1: Yeah, he had 20 ships loaded up with supplies on like, across oh, his accounts.
0: I see, I see. Yeah, that's a, I love that tactic. <laughs> yeah,
1: me too.
3: <laughs> and then I, I got the uh, approval. There was a little negotiation with the government of Bretonnia because they wanted, they didn't want a freelancer base, not a corporate base that belongs to Bretonnia, very close to the uh, planet Cambridge like this. But through some good diplomacy, they got convinced and they gave me the permission to build the base and do not have defense arrays. Wow. Very good. Good
1: job with your diplomacy.
3: yeah, it's a good step. By the way, Nebula Technologies now have license to build defense arrays. It was a good step at that time, and and I should have uh, accepted. I, I should accept that, and I accepted it. Started building the base. Uh, by the way, uh, the one who killed the base in uh, in uh, Frankfurt, the one that I built for distraction, mm-hmm. he started putting his battleship behind uh, a nearby solid base from the game oh man so he evade the fire coming from the base and i took i i made that i went there with a camera ship and i made a video out of that while he's doing it and i sent it to the admins and nothing happened i think they found, they said that he didn't do anything wrong. He could hide his ship behind the base; it's not firing anything.
0: So, anyway, it, I I'm I'm kind of with the admins on that point. I know it's it's really cruddy for for someone to do that because you're defeating the purpose of why the defense arrays are there and you know de- defending the base. But you know, there's there it's not really a an exploit, I guess. You yeah, know, it's just, uh, using his. Yeah. His surroundings, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, clever. He's cool. clever. Yeah, clever, but yeah. <laughs> but
3: then it was a distraction base, it was meant to be destroyed. Right. I, <laughs> I started building uh, NSE and uh, it was amazing at the very beginning. I didn't expect that. A lot of people came in and wanted to help. And they started helping by bringing materials. So what year was
0: this um, when you first started building NSE? What was that? Sorry, uh, what year was this when you first started building um, NSE while this other uh, fake base was, was getting destroyed? Um, I think uh, about three years ago. My yeah, I is think three? I
1: was right after I started around twenty twenty.
3: Yeah, I think I think that yeah. Okay. And, and then, and then I started building a page for it and contacting uh, almost all the factions that do logistics in the game,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: they come. So I dedicated one billion credits for each core. So the base went up in cores in about six months. It became core four, and it was built totally by the uh,
2: contracts. It costed awesome. about 4 billion credits. And after that uh
3: there was a great a great uh, player still playing on the server. His nickname was
2: Korak. I think you guys know him. Mm-hmm. I said uh Skorak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh he um uh, um he was building designs for bases. He was a very good uh, developing guy.
2: So I asked him if he could build me a design for Nebula Shipping Express.
3: And he said, yeah, he could do it. I tried to pay him back in every way, and he refused.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on the team when he was uh, developing that for NSC.
3: Okay, and uh, and uh, he built that, and I paid for it 2,500 scientific data. So 7.5 billion credits to the admins.
1: To get the custom model, yeah.
3: To get the custom model, and they put it. And uh, here it is, NSE uh, is uh, a place where people can bring materials to get paid by the base a good amount of money. At the same time those materials goes to the crafting factories and start building cloaks and hyperspace matrixes and surveyors, jump drives and docking modules.
1: So I think that uh your base is famously unique in that perspective that you have as much contract work as you do and that people actually literally bring you materials for their own income and in, in order for you to turn it around and make um, special equipment for it.
3: Well, yeah, that was the aim of, of making it. I, I couldn't reach that aim at the beginning because I didn't have the enough uh, money to afford that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: In order to have a base continuously accepting materials and paying, you need to have a lot of money in the market. Right. So uh, NSE should have at least 10 billion credits on board because it keep paying all the time to uh, suppliers. Also, it keep buying ores. Suppliers will not just come for the materials. Suppliers will come and they will not want to fly back empty. Why would they come back to that place? Unless they they find inside some gold ore maybe. Or some pristine ice. So I pick the ores that send the players close to the locations where the materials needed by the crafting factories in Nebula is needed.
1: That's awesome! Yeah,
0: yeah. That, I, and to your point, Zentor, like that, I feel like that is why NSE is such a a major trading hub. You know, with it being a POB, um, I can't think of any other POB that's set up like that. So it's it's the most NPC-like POB in the game because there's quite literally routes that you can do out and back. Um, yeah, so there's never... actually
1: gameplay there, which is cool.
0: Yeah. That's
1: yeah. actually um, you know what I've I've tried to push for for player bases because I think that's really cool that people can build a business like that around their game activities and NSC has really done it even in the limited environment that they have. My base Mm -hmm. that I had in Tau 23 was designed to be something similar. We weren't really producing equipment, but I was trying to make it so that it was an an ore exchange hub. Because it was right there in Tau 23, and there was like seven jump holes in that system. And it was in the middle of several ore runs. So I was buying like Platinum, for instance, which was like the halfway point to where you sell it in Zurich. And then you could purchase other ores. Like Niobium was mined right there. So Niobium was sold for cheap. Um, I bought Pristine. I spot and sold pristine ice, uh, Molly denim as well, which came came from Zurich. So yeah, that's what I was gearing towards as well with, with Macazar, and that's really cool that you've achieved that with with NSE.
0: Yeah, and then with that too, Zentor, you also made, and I don't know if it's still up because I I left it, but the um, it was like the the trading hub or something like that where people go in and you know like if uh, pobs are buying or selling or if people want to form convoys or, or do whatever you know if people need mining or uh, miners or or transport Oh yeah the discord server um, yeah yeah but then uh you know the pirates showed up and they started sort spying and and finding out where people are at and then started shadow logging and stuff but um i feel like that's almost what nsc discord has become um and on has done a really good job of kind of weeding out the, the bad actors. Um, but yeah, like NSC is like, if you, if you need, if you need to know, you know who's buying or who's selling, or even if you need miners or, you know, if NSC needs anything, um, it's, it's such a centralized hub for anyone that's wanting to do any economy in the game.
1: Yeah. It's the discord server has grown to be very resource rich and it's, uh Quite informative on a lot of different levels for the Disco server in general.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Well, I uh, I tried to, um, since you mentioned the Discord server, I tried to make uh, the Nebula bot. And mm-hmm. uh, it is a bot that gets triggered by typing uh, a word and it gives information. So I started adding the ores and the high selling points and the information that people, you know, go to search for in several pages. I gathered them in one location. So when someone types like gold ore, it tells all the information needed to be known to mine gold ore, the location of the minefield, which factions that their IDs got how much bonus drop rate, if you are mining that, and where is the selling points for it? And what are the most commonly used ships to mine it? And uh, I found out that there are many people who like the idea, and they started using it. So I started adding more into that, like the POB's names, each POP and watch what it does and what it sells, where its location who runs it in role play, and where who it belongs to, if it belongs to a faction. Mm-hmm. I found people also started using that. It. it was making me very happy that uh, to see that people are uh, finding that useful. So I added the guns. If you type the name of the gun of a codename gun, it gives you the information of the gun, uh, the range, the fire rates, everything. Damage
0: uh, of the shield and the uh, the hull.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, i yeah. I never really tinker with that. Like, <laughs> like NSC has like so many like little tools like that, and it's like I, I always remember if I if I ever ask hey, I don't know what does NSC need, you always just type in some code and like shoot something out. It's like okay, that's great. <laughs> it's like so many <laughs> little tools and gadgets. It's, it's just amazing. I don't even know all of them, but. Yeah, it's it's amazing how how you have the the Discord set up where you just punch in codes and and get so much information.
2: Did you
1: develop the NSC bot yourself, Xenon? Uh,
0: actually, it is um,
3: it is a bot that uh, I bought uh, one year of a premium for it, and uh, it it have a great feature, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, that uh, triggering words you type a word. It was meant to be used for for other things, I think, but I twisted it to be used for discovery. And uh, it's and it works. You type the name, it gives you the information. Um, it's helping a lot of people. And some people are, I catch them in game because that's, that's most of the time what I do. I uh, see people joining and I find someone like uh carrying trading in a vhf for example what <laughs> yeah there, there are some people who are very new they know nothing about the game and they just want to they found that this makes money so they bought something on their small little cargo hold of a vhf and fly to another
0: place to sell
3: it
2: mm-hmm.
0: i guess that makes sense yeah because if you're if you're getting in you don't have a lot of money and you don't you don't know what's going on then you know the first ship you start out with is a is a light fighter so to them they've probably upgraded to a heavy fighter and
1: well i mean uh, it depends on which restart you do if you do a restart a lot of them will start you in a kestrel the freighter
3: yeah so some people don't That's pay true. attention for the information from the console they don't know about the restarts until someone tells them about it so sometimes i find these kind of players and then i catch them and Offer them an opportunity to work for NSE as suppliers, and nice. uh, after a few days, I find them coming back with a five <laughs>
2: awesome.
0: K. and that and and quite frankly, um, Zenon, you encompass what a veteran player on Disco should be like. Um, helpful. You see something going on, you don't report them right away. You you talk to them and help them out, and then you know they become better and they become players of the community yeah. and whether they they stay or go, you know, if they like it, they stay. Um, you know, if they don't, they're not catching a drifter, or for whatever reason, you know, they they can go. But for the most part, you know, if you help players out like that, you know, they they tend to stay and become better players. So that's that's awesome, and and how it should be.
3: Uh, trust me, I did my share of being an angry little kid, yeah. <laughs> no But uh, time passed. I'm 41 years old now and uh, i played this game for a very long time and i think uh, that i've seen so many people leaving and so many people joining and so many people joining and leaving after one or two days Mm -hmm. so i figured out somehow how to catch those players and give them what does not spoil this game for them but makes them stay Mm -hmm. a chance to have fun and uh, be with players. I invite them to the Discord server, and they jump in. And uh, they, once they find that they can have access to all this information from the Nebula bot, they go crazy. Yeah. It's like, great. What? We can go do this. Let's do that now. Let's go buy this and buy that. And, and here you go. you got a player added to the server
2: uh, yeah. and, and staying. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. yeah, NSC at this point is quite well established and quite well known both um through the Discord server that it has and its actual in-game presence um and its connections. Um and I know that you're really involved with mining um and I'd like to at this point transition to a topic that I think you'll find very exciting. <laughs> uh All right. so I've recently been in communication with Eingar, who is now like the head wizard of coding um, on the server. He's picked up a lot of the stuff from what I was working on before and made a lot of really cool features that are expected to come out in the next patch. And one of them is just fantastic, and I am very excited about it. And what it is, and I've I've talked to um, our head devs, and they said it's okay to talk about this publicly, is Improving the mining situation. So, right now, as you know, if you want to mine out a whole bunch of ore in preparation for a transport to come over and scoop it up, you like constantly are jettisoning entities, you know, entities of like five, six hundred, whatever your cargo hold is uh, of your little mining ship. And so it creates a whole bunch of copies of these entities in space. And a bunch of these can get really, really laggy for the server. And some people go a little nuts with it and they put, you know, A thousand of these things out. So, what Ingar has come up with is a really simple and kind of cool solution called I think it's, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna mess this up. It's like portable mining containers or something like that, Um, or droppable mining containers. And what it is is gonna be a fairly cheap item, commodity that you can buy. And when you go to mine, you can jettison this thing. And when you mine, If you've not targeted a player, it will just automatically start filling up your mining container that's close by, which has a limit of 5,000 units. And when you get to 5,000 units in your container, it'll spit out, it'll just jettison that entity of 5,000 into space right next to it and start filling up again, so that you only have a very limited amount of entities that generate, and they're all condensed because of this really neat little setup he's got. And if you just shoot your mining container, it'll drop it, and you can pick it back up and reuse it again later on, Um, which to me is like fantastic, both from an efficiency side of fixing the problem that's our lag, but also because it's going to make it a lot simpler um, when you're trying to get a whole bunch of
2: ore ready for transports coming in. I think this is brilliant yeah Angar is I'm
1: super stoked that Angar has done this as a really cool solution to a problem and kind of an upgrade as well, I think at the same time.
2: yeah so I'm,
1: I'm excited to see that roll out
3: That's clever. that's very clever fixing the the problem in a very clever way. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know I know some of those people that make big clouds of mining uh, ores around them. Mhm. And uh, so, it's a problem, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, this is a cool little solution for that. Another thing I want to touch on is a couple of the events. Uh, just a reminder of the story event that I've got going with Racer and Aramnart. And that is, um has this deadline next Friday, the 23rd. So, make sure you get your story submissions in. Also, tomorrow there's a server event, official event. Let's see, what is it called? They came. They came from the clouds happening in Liberty in Colorado, which is, I think, part of a larger story arc, and that should be interesting at Pueblo Station. Uh, it's going to have some unlawfuls, lawfuls going it at it. it like a respawn like event.
0: Everyone either loves it or hates it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even bother <laughs> then, reading
1: comments about new events. I just reading
0: feedback. It yeah. It's just, yeah. It seems, and it seems like a bit of a mixed bag. Um, there's some PVPers that love it and some PVPers that hate it. Um, I'm I'm always for a little bit more of like the PVE, like the community versus a bad guy kind of event. Um, mm-hmm. I think like with that last one, there are some um, like Kahara that are welcome to it. So it would be cool to have kind of like a slugfest at first, and then um, do like a, a PVE based event. But uh, yeah, I uh, I may or may not be there. <laughs> yeah, a, in- I might
1: log something. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think I think this time because last time we did uh, camera ships, so I think this one, I definitely want to be a, a part of it. So it so it sounds like something's happening in the Kepler, Colorado area, and it's gonna kind of come to a head tomorrow. So I got a feeling it's gonna be like a little nomad invasion. Um, now this is in a. F- official event is it linked to the event that happened in New? does anyone know that
1: i don't think it is i think that this is completely separate i think this is more linked to the stuff going on in erie and the insurgency stuff um uh, liberty cleaning house something like that i don't really know the full details though beyond that
2: okay so i think like yeah
0: because with the order being involved um you know, it's interesting seeing those that relationship kind of warming up. It seems like the, the Navy and the Order are starting to become more neutralized now instead of hostiles.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing, I think. I always thought it was weird, actually, post-Vanilla, that the Order was seen as still hostile. I mean, I know they stole tech from Liberty, but they also kind of saved humanity. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I, yeah uh, I feel like that was maybe at the beginning there, maybe Liberty seemed too powerful because you had not only the order, but then Liberty kind of buddies. Um, so maybe that's kind of the, um, the motivation behind it. And then creation of the core. I don't know. I wasn't there back then, but that's kind of my speculation, but yeah, should be an interesting event. Um, especially after the one in new, whether you love it or hate it, still kind of interesting to see what's going to happen from it. Um, always kind of a proponent for trying new things and um
1: and they we- always drag in a lot of faces which is good i mean all the events the community and yes. the official ones usually bring in extra hands so that's cool yeah. um
0: So, and i got some stuff going on tomorrow but yeah if i'm around i'll definitely try to pop in and see what's going on maybe take some video or footage or something
1: yeah so this episode was all about Xenon, introducing him. He's probably going to be a semi-permanent rotational host. And I say semi-permanent just because of our conflicting time zone schedules. But we'll definitely be seeing a lot more of Xenon here on the podcast. And we were uh, really eager to get him on today and learn a bit, a lot of his back history. And it's really cool to see that a lot of it was paralleled with racers in mind. Uh, the time frames and the, the former server that he was on was very similar to the ones that I was on as well. So thank you, Xenon, for coming on. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you
0: for having me, guys. Yeah, definitely, man. Glad to have you.
1: Uh, With that, unless there's anything else that you wanted to add, Racer, I think that we're going to wrap up our second
0: episode. Uh, Nope, I think that's it. that on? You got anything, last-minute comments?
3: I just uh, want to say uh, one last thing. Um, Discovery is uh, a very, very old uh, community, and I think it is the only remaining active community now for freelancer. Uh, I hope that uh, everybody uh, uh, take the positive side and help it grow more. Uh, There are still people, a lot of people have low-end computers and they cannot play uh, so of the many new games, big games. They still want to play freelancer and have fun in it. Let's help as much as we can. That's that's, uh, my last
2: word here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely parallel that sentiment, and uh, that's what that's we're here really for bad. here at the podcast, is to to present Discovery in a, I mean, in a truthful light, but to, to show the fun times, the charms here that really keeps people and brings people back, and it, it is a fun place to be. And Freelancer, of course, is extremely nostalgic for all of us, and I I love the game to death, so absolutely. So with that... You guys have a great day, and we'll be seeing you in the next episode. We'll be seeing you. Take care
0: of other people and take care of yourself. Take care.